When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Mom and Daughter Fighting Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, February 23rd, the Constant Colds edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 10, Oliver, who's eight, and Teddy, who's six. We live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's almost 10, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I make the Best Advice Show podcast, and I am dad to Noah, who's five, and Ami, who's two. We are on the road this week in Arizona. Fun. Yes. I'm jealous of your hopefully warm weather. Today, we have two listener letters for the price of one. We're first going to talk about a family that can't stop getting sick. If it's not one cold, then it's another. Then we've got a letter about a kid looking for a sleep cave. What that means, we'll find out a bit later. For Plus, we're going to open up our listener mailbag. Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. It's easy to forget that we're part of the equation, right? Because we're like the adult overseeing, you know, like the chaos. Right. But being like, oh, yeah, I'm I also may be contributing (laughs) to what's happening here. Slate Plus is the best way to support the show. Besides our undying appreciation, you get a whole bonus segment from us every week, zero ads on any Slate podcast, and unlimited access to the Slate website. Sign up now at slate.com slash momanddadplus. Okay, we're going to dive into our week in parenting, but not before a quick break. See you back here in a second. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. All right, Zach, can you get us started? What's going on with you and the family? Yes, yeah, so we are visiting my dad and stepmom this week in Arizona. 
and my sister and her husband and their two kids are here with us and we're all staying with with my dad and stepmom it's it's really nice to be here i guess the weather is going to turn shitty starting tomorrow but we've had three days of sun at least and honestly like five minutes even is feels so good i just got back from a really nice hike where we left the kids with um their older cousin and so it was just the some of the adults and my nephew Brody. And I just wanted to report this quick thing first because it was one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. We're finishing up the hike and my nephew Brody, who is 13 and like just as tall as his dad, my brother-in-law, they're walking hand in hand, just like toward the parking lot. They're just holding hands and it was so sweet and so nice. And just like my uh, sister and brother-in-law are doing something right for their son at 13 to still feel comfortable holding his dad's hand. And I know he like, he likely wouldn't have been doing it in front of all his friends, but still I found that so tender and uh, aspirational for me, but I've got a fun travel failure for you. We got dropped off at the Detroit airport a couple days ago by my very generous mom and have like a big suitcase and a carry on suitcase and our stroller. The luggage line is like pretty short like surprisingly short and I was like oh this is great and the security line is so short and I was like oh my god this is amazing it was going too well some it was just like yes this feels this feels great and then we have like all this time because we got there way early expecting like a big spring break flood of people um and so Shira starts talking to this other mom at like a little playscape Shira was admiring this mother's stroller and then they were talking about strollers. And then she was like, Zach, the car seats. We forgot oh, the no. fucking car seats, which we need because we're driving all over sprawly Phoenix here. Um, and then we're driving to California in a couple days. So like we needed those car seats. I've always heard that a lot of rental places have car seats, but they can't guarantee that they'll be there. And like mm-hmm. we just would have been screwed without them. And thankfully, my mom only lives about a half hour from the airport. So I called her up. She was just getting home. I'm like, Mom, I'm so sorry. You got to turn around. Because the car seats were just in the car. You know, the kids were sitting in them on the way to the airport. I was just going to uninstall them. And being the the amazing woman she is, she's like, of course, I'll come back. She turns around. Fortunately, there's no traffic. I go back out through security, you know, watch her pull up 30 minutes later, grab the car seats. Fortunately, the luggage line is still short. The security line is still short. And by some miracle, I freaking made it back for our flight. My mom was the hero of that one. And yeah, the the, the good people at American were were really efficient and and quick. So thanks. Like your mom's still saving the day. What a good mom story. Great mom story. And I I called her right after I got back through security for the second time. I'm like, mom, thank you so much. Like you really saved us. She's like, Zach... Of course, I would do anything for you. It was oh. so nice. And she's listening right now. Thanks, Mom. Are you thinking next time I'm with her, I'm going to hold her hand? <laughs> oh, that's that's my gift to you yeah. next time I see you, Mom, for sure. Yeah. Good job. You know? What a good team, though. See, I think mm. this is great. You have, a, you have a great support system. You had a great team. You got there. You have the car seats. That's a great story. Yes. Jamila, how was your week? Triumph, fail, 
share with us? I actually have a triumph for once. Um, so I mentioned a while ago that I've been taking stand-up comedy classes. Um, yes. I took them this fall, and I started again about a month ago for the current you know, semester, if you will. And part of what we're asked to do as students in the class is to go to open mics and tell jokes. And I know, I know, and I have not. Sorry, I'm panicking for you. I just need a minute. My heart just like, okay, okay. You got this. There's a number of open mics each week at the comedy club where I'm taking classes, but they don't generally fall at very convenient times for me. So Uh anyway, my teacher mentioned to me that it would be okay if I brought Naima with me, which I was kind of like, I don't know, like my jokes have some adult (laughs) content in them too. But whatever, nothing too crazy. And so there's a Sunday open mic at five o'clock and I actually did it this week and it was a pretty full house, but not too crowded. And I brought Naima with me and originally like the teacher said I can like leave her in the green room, but she's like, oh, she can listen if you don't mind. And so of course, everybody was telling sex jokes. I was like, why? <laughs> like this never happens. I like should have sent her with some headphones and it, she's on device punishment. So there's that. So she had a book with her and I thought she was just going to sit and read while, you know, and like just not listen to the jokes. But she was like, I can sit in the room. <laughs> and so of course people told all these raunchy jokes and it's fine. But like I told my jokes and they went well and I did not die. So that was my first ever open mic. Oh my God. Um, Five minutes. That's so Five huge. Wow. Yeah. Was it fun at any point? I did have fun. You know, um, one challenge I have is that I am not off book with any of my jokes. Like, I don't have them completely memorized. So I refer to notes. You know, like even during the graduation show last time I had notes, I just don't have a great memory in addition to just not having the amount of time that I really need to like be practicing this, you know, like it's not a huge part of my life. But I felt comfortable, like I was able to do a really good job of like scamming my notes, you know, like getting things off my notes without like being on the page the whole time. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, I felt like it went better than it had in class. So I was pleased. Yay! Did Naima say anything? about your set no she you know she seemed pleased enough like she's like you didn't tell enough sex jokes <laughs> right and there was like a little bit of a je- like a hint of sex in one of my jokes so like i closed the set by apologizing to her for it oh that probably did really well <laughs> yeah that's so funny that's so great are you gonna do it again I am. Um, I don't know if we'll do it like next weekend, if I'll like put her through that two weeks in a row or if I'll like, I was thinking about like getting it together for either uh, Wednesday or Friday this week. But I am going to try to make myself do another open mic this week. I see the thing is like the open mics usually fall during like the times where I try to schedule dates. Can I have a just a brief tangent real quick? Not a tangent. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it. I'm here for this. But like let's you guys, <laughs> like... Mom and dad are fighting listeners. I think we've told you before that I was single and I was looking for somebody and I thought you all were going to help me. <laughs> and I, I just, really didn't ask specific, no. you know, like when you manifest things, you got to be really specific. So here, be really specific. let's be really specific. <laughs> so I'm looking to meet somebody. And like, I know a lot of you guys are white. And like one thing I've always heard about white people is that they want to hook their black friends up with each other. And I've never had any of my white friends try to hook me up with any black guys. And I don't understand. And so I'm putting this to you all again. I'm okay. looking for a nice black guy, six feet and above would be ideal in LA, who's a good guy. 
Like, find him. I'm tired of looking. I'm really tired. Okay. We're looking. We're going to start putting looking. It putting it out there. And then, so if, yeah. if, if people have folks in mind, is it, what should the subject line be in the... Um, Call our phone number. Call our phone number. 646-357-9318. Call us. Please. Or you can e- or you can email us at mom and dad at slate.com. This is gonna work. It's oh, gonna work. Listeners, for five years, she has shared her life with you and us. The least we can do is find her some great dates. The least. The very least. The least you can do for me. I mean, we all know what a great right. catch you are, Jamila. Now that we actually yes, have have put this question out there, this is I was excited the last time we mentioned it. I thought we were going to get some hits then. So now I'm a little, I'm not optimistic. But she's not optimistic. We didn't didn't do a, I don't think we did a proper ask last time. Okay. Love this. What's the phone number one more time, Liz? All right. The phone number one more time is 646-357-9318. Or of course, you can email us at slate.com. All right. Well, this is now. Now mine is. I'm taking a triumph too. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Take All it. <laughs> I'm gonna take a triumph too. Um, Zach, I was really thinking about that the other week. You shared about being in the hallway and the woman saying like, "This is such a precious time," mm-hmm. and like just really thinking about that. And I had this moment with Henry that we were sitting. I had taken him to something. Jeff was home, so I only had him in the car, and he was doing this silly like. Like, he's the startup to a video game. I guess it's, like, popular on kids' TikToks. He kind of, like, moves his body around, and he does different things, like choose your character. And he's wearing this ridiculous – he wears this, like, neck gaiter, but he wears it as a headband, and his weird hair is, like, (laughs) sticking up. Like, he just looks totally ridiculous, but he's 10, and he is just, like, very much himself – And his jokes are so much more tailored, not just to me, but like when we're together, like he knows how to tailor to the things I find funny. Like this whole this whole choose your game thing was like I had just asked him, like, you know, please get out your book while you wait. And so he was like, this is like math, Henry. (laughs) This is like the Henry that's going to read. This is like, like, choose which Henry you want to spend the time with. So just like very cute, sweet things. And then on this same day, so I had this great experience that night he had a nightmare and came into our room to kind of ask for help, you know, didn't climb in like he used to, but like, mom, I just got really scared. Can you just come back in and tuck me in? Can I have a hug? Like all of this. And I thought 10 is so sweet. Like I still Mm. have this kid who needs me and isn't afraid to ask because it's not, not cool. But he also is kind of like becoming his own person and doesn't care that I think the neck gator over the hair is totally (laughs) ridiculous he thinks it looks cool I I felt like I got to take this kind of snapshot of him in this one day and be like Henry at 10 is really great oh he he sounds so great sounds like a fun guy to hang out with yeah some days (laughs) this particular day yes we're going with that uh well guys on that note we're gonna take another quick break and we will see you back here for our listener questions This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance— 
Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. All right, it's time for our question. Dear mom and dad, is anyone else basically sick all the time this winter? We've got a four-year-old who's in preschool and an almost one-year-old who stays home with me. We're all vaccinated, generally healthy, reasonably germ-conscious people, and yet it seems like we've been sick constantly since September. We've had RSV, strep, multiple ear infections, COVID, general colds, and stomach bugs in between. It's not just the kids. The adults are getting super sick, too. I can't remember the last time everyone in my house was healthy at the same time. I'm sad and exhausted. It disrupts everyone's routine, and it's starting to weigh on me emotionally. I feel like a failure because I can't keep my family healthy. I've been inconsistent at work. I've been asking family and friends for help for months now, and I'm starting to feel embarrassed that my family is getting sick so often. I keep hearing it's a record cold and flu season. Are other people dealing with this too? How do you keep your sanity and help your family feel better when you're all sick? Thanks. Always sick, mom. So from what I remember about my daughter being in daycare for three years is that we were always sick. I mean, she was sick. I was sick. We were sick. I mean, four-year-olds are very germy. Like they pick up germs. They spread germs. Yep. That is a germ season in your life. So this is completely normal. And I'm sorry that it's making you sad. And I'm sorry that it's taking an emotional toll on you because you're not failing at anything. You're being a total normal parent of a totally normal child uh, who's just at an age where their immune system, you know, is really susceptible to certain things. And also, they're really good at passing them on to younger siblings and to their parents. Um, All you can do is your best. So one, you should be masking. That's something that most people in America were not doing prior to the COVID pandemic, but in other parts of the world, it's common and it's common during flu season. You know, we've all, you've always seen people wearing masks and perhaps wondered why, and it's because they work. It's annoying. It may not be the easiest thing to pull off with your little one at school, but the more you all can be masked, I think the better your chances are that you won't be picking up something that you don't already have or mm-hmm. spreading germs to other people. Take vitamins, eat healthy, try to get as much sleep as possible. That's really it. There, there's no magical solve to this. You know, like you're not going to completely prevent your family from getting sick. Um, but masking does give you perhaps your best hope at limiting how frequently it's happening. Yeah. I mean, Ami is two. He's in daycare and he brings home something different every week. There is always a booger 
on that guy's face. And we sometimes get it. Sometimes we don't. But no, I agree with everything you said, Jamila. Take care of yourselves as best as you can. And know that this, I think, I mean, my wife always tells me this. She's a pediatrician. I don't think it's just wishful thinking. But like your littlest one's immune system is getting stronger each time they get sick and move through it. And this period of booger mania will end. And yeah, this is, I mean, this daycare period is just, we're in it too. I totally feel you. It, 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 it can be so stressful. Like as soon as you think you're getting over something, you get, you know, you bring home something else. It's, it's tough, but it will end. I think the only thing I can add to Jamila's kind of list of recommendations is the hand washing. Like if you can mm-hmm. get your kids to be fanatical hand washers, that will help when they're at school too. So you can, uh, we have done like stamps on their hands in the morning and just by the end of the day, trying to make sure that they've gotten them off. Like uh, as just a reminder, like, did you wash this off today? Just things to remind them. And then at home, you know, like making sure, are they sudsing up? Do you have a song? Can you get it? Like as a family practicing those. And of course you can check with their schools or whatever that they're doing it too. But if you can kind of motivate them um, to wash their hands, I think that'll help. You know, I, Some of this letter is disheartening because fundamentally the issue is like, this is something everyone goes through and we don't live in a society where people are like, oh, they have little kids. They're just going to be out more because there's just more sickness in these in these age groups. And I think in other places, it's just more expected that this happens. And so there's more leeway. So I think to the best of your ability, don't feel bad about asking for help when you're out of this phase or even now and can provide help to the other people that are in this, like that is the way to, that you pay it forward, but just know this too shall pass. And it's the worst when you're sick too. And the best thing you can do is just kind of lower your expectations where you can. Right. So if laundry becomes just like we pick up clean laundry from the pile in the laundry room, because there's just not time to do the folding and the putting back or whatever that is for you. Mm -hmm, Right. Like maybe mm -hmm. you're a person that dishes are never in the sink. And now it's just, that's how we we're doing it right or the dishwasher doesn't get emptied whatever those little things are that you can give yourself in these moments to make the the important stuff still work i, I think this is the time to let go of those right if you're sick no one's coming over anyway mm-hmm. so just cut yourself some slack wash those hands mask up even in the house that's something we've started doing once the kids come down i'm like <laughs> hello you know <laughs> like i don't want your germs someone's got to stay healthy to run this place yeah yeah, because, I mean, moms are so strong, but they're not strong enough to defeat all viruses. Viruses are going to win most of the time. So don't have these unrealistic expectations. It's like Jamila was saying, it's you are to keep your family healthy to the best of your ability. Yeah, and some of keeping you healthy is getting these things. A healthy immune system gets these mild colds, particularly when you're young and gets these diseases and builds immunity to them. So I don't think you can fault yourself for no. getting sick. That's not something you did or chose or are putting your kids at a greater risk for. I don't know. These germs are out there. Kids like lick things and touch everything. <laughs> well, always sick mom. Definitely hang in there. Listeners, if you have any tried and true tips for always sick mom, please send them in. You can email us at mom and dad at slate.com or send us a voicemail at 646-357-9318. All right. Can we hear our second question? Dear mom and dad, I need some recommendations. My four-year-old has started sleeping under her covers with a toy flashlight always on. She's safe enough. She unconsciously whips the covers off in her sleep 
and often ends up getting us in the middle of the night to put the covers back on her. I'm just wondering if there's an alternative where she can have the same feeling, like sleeping in a tent or a cave or something, that isn't her burrowing under the covers. Thanks. Looking for a sleep cave. Okay, well, I'm just going to jump in and take this because, first of all, all of my kids are like weird sleepers like this. Like one of them keeps a million stuffed animals on the bed and likes to sleep under them. And I really believe that a lot of this is that sensory input. So my uh, suggestions for you are, first of all, there's something called a huggeroo pouch. And it is like a, a sheet that is a circle and it goes over the mattress and then your kid can get under it. So it like kind of holds them to the mattress, but provides that same pressure. But it's very easy. They can get out of it. They, they're they not going to get stuck and because it like slips over the bed, kind of like a fitted sheet, but goes under too. Uh, so that's called the Huggeroo Pouch. You could also look into things like a weighted blanket, or there's a product called a Sleep Pod, which is similar to the Huggeroo Pouch, but you get into it. It's kind of like a a light sleeping bag blanket. Mm-hmm. As I'm saying this, a sleeping bag might <laughs> actually work. They also do have, there's something called the Privacy Pop, which we have used when traveling, uh, that pops up over the bed and, and makes it kind of dark in there. But I don't know that that's going to give them the same feeling of being in a tight space. If that's really what they're seeking, I think you should Google sensory diets and look up and see if maybe you can replace what they're trying to get at night with just before bed. So a lot of these things are feeding your body with the right kind of sensory input to feel really regulated. And a lot of times kids who are unregulated at night, I mean, listen, adults, right? Like who doesn't love getting in under a a weighted blanket or when you're feeling anxious or something, getting that cozy feeling. So if there's any way that you can um, meet some of those needs during the day, there may be less of an issue of it at night. And I think if you're honestly worried, like I, it, it sounds to me like in the letter, you're concerned with it being over your head and face like it's okay to tell your kids we can't sleep with this over our head like it's not good it's not safe let's find a different way for you to feel cozy right like are there pajamas with a hood or something that is is safer or makes you less worried i don't know i think kids are weird sleepers kids have anxiety at night i mean have you guys experienced any of that kind of stuff and how to deal with it because i i think this is like a symptom of that greater nighttime anxiety and needing to calm down and how kids regulate themselves totally like ami insists on having like as many pacifiers as there are in the house like right next to him in his bed um and he likes you know a particular type of blanket not another yeah there's all sorts of weird idiosyncrasies but i just wanted to go back to the fort for a second because there are some really cool forts like just actual sleep forts mm. building on kind of what liz was saying there's one for like 50 bucks called the air fort and you, if you just google like sleeping fort um you'll come up with some stuff and so if you have this this fort around them when they f- throw their blankets off they're not going to get as far as like you know the floor because the fort is gonna fortify them and so <laughs> that that could be a fun thing and also your four-year-old is uh, Noah wasn't quite there at four, but depending on your four-year-old, I'm wondering, like, you're you're saying that they, they throw the covers off. Does that then wake them up? And then you have to come in and put the covers back on? Because if that's what you're saying, that's definitely something that we went through. But at a certain point, you can start practicing with your kid, them putting the, the covers back on themselves. But yeah, kids definitely have weird sleep stuff. You're not alone there. Oh, yeah. We've dealt with plenty of weird sleep stuff. 
I would recommend, and this is something that helps Naima at one point when she had some trouble sleeping, a sleeping mask. Mm. I think mm. part of what they're getting from having the, you know, covers over on top of them is like the light being blocked out, you know, even though they want the toy flashlight on, which is a little strange, but I get it. No, no judgment. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, they want the covers over on top of them and the sleeping mask might kind of give them some of that same sensation of like not really being able to see what's going on and might hopefully keep them asleep. I that's that's I didn't even think about what a good idea a sleep mask is. Like for that dark and that pressure on your face mm-hmm. and combine that with some like a good blanket. I do read the letter to say that the covers are like they're getting up in the middle of the night because the covers are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, Zach, you like actually pra- you like practiced pulling up the covers. Is We're that trying finding them when they fell off the bed. Yeah, we are practicing, and she's calling me in less in the middle of the night to put her covers back on than she used to, which I take and I take that to mean that she is starting to get it herself. But she's five and a half. Okay, so looking for a sleep cave, thank you so much for writing in. I think this is one to put to the listener. So if you guys have some advice for our letter writer, you can email us at slate.com or send us a voicemail at 646-357-9318. That's, of course, also where you can send in any questions of your own. And that's it for our show. We will be back in your feed on Monday. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Maura Curry. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Slate Audio. For Jamila Lemieux and Zach Rosen, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. <laughs>